Hi guys, how are you doing? How has your week been? Mine has been okay, I guess. Nothing to report. Um, today I want us to tackle emotional abuse. Emotional abuse is using negative feelings like fear, guilt, and shame to control a person. It's about gaining power over another person by undermining their confidence, their self-esteem, and self-worth. It is using bullying, inflicting pain, punishment, manipulation, and power to enforce control over someone. Most abusers want you to feel weak and inferior and damaged so that you give up all your decision making to them. In any of your relationships, do you feel minimized, dismissed and bullied? You might be experiencing emotional abuse. Because there's no violence involved, it's not always easy to see that you're being abused. In fact, many people will dismiss or downplay emotional abuse because they don't think it's as bad as physical abuse. With physical abusive relationships, there's visible evidence. With emotional abuse, it's toxicity, it's possessiveness, it's game playing, it's unpredictability, it's jealousy. And we will go deeper into this. Emotional abuse can be just as damaging as physical abuse. Hello there, and welcome to the Cocoa Butter Junkie podcast. I'm Michelle, and this is my podcast. This is a podcast on the everyday reflections and experiences of a Kenyan woman. It is my examination of life living through mental health issues, grief, growing up, aka kicking and screaming into adulthood, the experiences of being a woman in Kenya, making friends as an adult, struggles with faith, and a bunch of other topics. Thank you for listening. Let me preface this by saying that this is an opportunity for all of us to examine ourselves. From what I have read, abusers are reacting to their own insecurities, trauma, and patterns and may not necessarily know that what they're doing is abusive. Not that I'm excusing their behavior. I'm just saying this is an opportunity to look at our own toxicity. <laughs> um, we as human beings tend to look outward and point at other people's behavior while excusing our own. Today, can you look at yourself, your behavior? If you recognize any aspect of your behavior in any of the things we'll talk about today, instead of saying it's not that bad, make a mental note that it is abusive. Recognize your own toxicity. Examine your own relationships. You might recognize that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship but also examine yourself today. Something else, abuse can occur in any relationship, any relationship. It can be between business partners, 
in employer-employee relationships, in parent-child relationships, between siblings, friends, co-workers, and not just romantic partnerships. A majority of the time abuse is talked about. It's usually examined in marriages and romantic relationships. But also know that your siblings could also be emotionally abusing you. Your boss, your friends. We like to call them toxic relationships. It could be them, but it might as well be you. It's time to examine all our relationships and I guess do better. So when someone is emotionally abusing you, they could be pushing your buttons. Have you ever pushed someone's buttons to the point where they lost it? In a relationship with emotional abuse, one partner exploits the other person's weaknesses and knows just how to push their buttons just to undermine their composure and making them feel unhinged. They use their fears, their values, compassion, or other hot buttons to control them or to control the situation. Criticism. Did you know that by being hypercritical, belittling, calling people names, even if they are silly nicknames, Ridiculing their spending habits, their lifestyle choices, what they eat or drink, or appearance all the time is abusive. Abusers will often criticize or make fun of your friends, family, and co-workers. They will attack the other person's character or quality rather than the action or behavior that was bothering them. Stonewalling. This is when someone refuses to talk or communicate and kind of just shuts down. Something I'm very familiar with. I'm actually guilty of this. <laughs> when I'm upset or angry, I'm one of those people who will not talk for days. But what I'm now learning is that it's sending the message that it's rejecting the person that I'm angry at and that I don't care about them. That by refusing to engage, it's essentially abandoning them. Something I might not mean to do, but are doing all the same. Unpredictability. An abuser will be dark and moody one minute and then turn on you, exploding with rage, and then shower and bomb you with affection. You never know where you stand with them. You always feel like you're walking on eggshells around them. Blame. When someone manipulates you to believe that you're the cause of their abuse and therefore deserving of it, that is emotional abuse. The victim ends up feeling shame and embarrassment that they have allowed, in quotes, <laughs> the abuse to occur. For the abuser, other people are always to blame for their problems and they never accept responsibility for the issues in their own life. They use those around them as an outlet for their anger. 
And eventually, as a victim, you start to think that you might actually be at fault for their irritation or the problems in your relationship. Maybe if you just tried harder not to upset them, things would be better. The abusive person usually turns the tables on the other person and blames them for the issues they, the abusive person, have not dealt with. They may even accuse the other person of being the abusive one in the relationship. Gaslighting. <laughs> Nothing makes me as mad as gaslighting. It just drives me up the wall. Um, because gaslighting makes you the victim question or doubt your memories, your sanity and judgment. If you find that your concerns or recollections are frequently dismissed as being stupid or crazy or false, this is abuse, guys. An abuser will always want to convince their victim to doubt things the victim knows to be true. They undermine, dismiss, or distort your perceptions or your reality. Invalidating or dismissing the victim's thoughts and feelings. So for me, this one goes hand in hand with gaslighting. If, for example, one person wants to talk about their issues or problems and the other person criticizes them for even having the issue or tells them that they're making a big deal out of nothing, you're dealing with emotional abuse. Abusers will refuse to accept your feelings and try to tell you how you should feel, accuse you of being too sensitive, too emotional, or crazy, suggesting that your perceptions are wrong, that you cannot be trusted by saying things like, you're blowing this out of proportion, or you're exaggerating. They may even deny that an event took place, or lie about it. humiliation and negating. This is treating you like you're inferior, doubting everything you say and always trying to prove you wrong. They make jokes at your expense and tell you that your opinions, your values, your thoughts, your ideas are stupid, illogical and do not make sense. An abusive person will lecture you in such a way to make it clear that you're inferior they will leave a situation rather than resolve it. During a disagreement, for example, they will talk about how the other person is crazy. This ends up putting all the blame on the other person and makes them feel ashamed while at the same time never solving the issue. If you make a joke at someone's expense and then accuse them of lacking a sense of humor, that is emotional abuse. Abusers will talk down to you, being condescending and use sarcasm will when interacting with you. They are always right, they know what is best, they are smarter, and they like to pick fights, expose your secrets, and make fun of your shortcomings, especially in public. Irrational jealousy. An abuser uses irrational jealousy to isolate their victim from their friends, family, and support system. They accuse you of being disloyal or accuse you of cheating. 
and the victim in an effort to prove their devotion will work harder to appease their fears. They'll spend less time out with friends, they cut off communication with anybody who could be considered romantically interested, and even sacrifice family gatherings to avoid conflict. Often the abuser will act like they're the victim, claiming that infidelity in a past relationship, a difficult childhood, or differences with people close to you is what is making them this way. You become increasingly isolated from support systems like friends and family, and as a result, you become more and more dependent on your partner. Putting on an act. Abusers are very charming and personable in public, but behind closed doors, they are raging abusive, condescending, controlling, and jealous. Few people believe the abused person because this person is very different with everyone else. If you listen to last week's episode, one of the things we talked about that you're not supposed to say to an abused person is ask, are you sure? But this question makes total sense because usually the abuser is a totally different person in public. Codependence and enmeshment. Do you feel like someone in your life treats you like an extension of themselves and not a separate person? Do you feel like they don't protect your personal boundaries and share information that you have not approved? Do you feel like they disrespect your requests and do what they think is best for you? Do you feel like they want continual contact and haven't themselves developed a healthy support network among their own peers? You could be dealing with emotional abuse. Calling you needy. So they'll tell you you're too needy or the world can stop turning for your little problems when you need and ask for their support. They will see you hurt or crying and do nothing. Control. Any abuser's underlying motivation is to control his or her victim. And everything you've talked about so far is about control. So by controlling their victim, they want to create a hierarchy where they are at the top and you're at the bottom. So they will do things like blatantly lie, telling their victims false opinions from their friends about their quote-unquote bad behavior. Abusers will tell you that everybody thinks you're crazy or they all say you're wrong. They expect you to answer right away when they text or call. They are constantly questioning your whereabouts, who you are with, what you did. They insist on regular calls, texts, or even pictures showing where you are. And sometimes they will show up to these places to make sure you're not lying. This is not okay, guys. It's emotional abuse. By exerting financial control over the other, treating a person like a child, including telling them what to eat, what to wear, where they can go, 
and then rationalizing this behavior by saying that they worry about you and are concerned for your safety is abuse. Feigned helplessness. <laughs> so the abuser will say they don't know how to do something and sometimes you'll find it's easier to do it yourself rather than explain it. So they know this and they take advantage of it. So now let's talk about the impact of emotional abuse. The emotionally abused um, ends up feeling depressed, anxious, unlovable, full of dread, hypervigilant or feeling like they're crazy and doubting what they know. An abused person feels hopeless. They feel resentment, guilt or disgust. They stop taking care of themselves and experience a loss of interest in things they used to look forward to. If the abuse occurs in a parent-child relationship, the child may be scared all the time and develop a distorted sense of self. Over time, the accusations, the verbal abuse, name-calling, criticisms, and gaslighting will erode anybody's sense of self so much so that they no longer see themselves realistically. Emotional abuse will diminish anybody's self-esteem, independence, and dignity because the victim has been brainwashed to think that these behaviors are normal aspects of any relationship. Someone may lose their entire sense of self, which is replaced by self-doubt, worthlessness, and self-loathing. Emotional abuse impacts friendships because the abused will often worry about how people truly see them and if they truly like them. They will pull back from friendships and isolate themselves, convinced that no one likes them. Emotional abuse can cause problems like depression and anxiety. It can cause stomach ulcers, heart palpitations, eating disorders, and insomnia. By me talking about the impact of emotional abuse, I want us to examine ourselves and see if we are in an abusive relationship of any kind to see the impact that this abuse has. And if any of these things that we talked about are part of our behaviors, then it's time to do better because, as we've said, there is an impact to emotional abuse. So next steps, what do we do? Do you see your behavior in any of the things that I have mentioned? So that in my opinion is a first step. Do better. <laughs> and if you don't know how, or if you have identified that you may be in an emotional abusive relationship of any kind, then it's time to go to step number two. And let's remember that abuse can occur in any relationship. A parent-child relationship between siblings, co-workers, employer and employees, and even between business partnerships. So the most important step would be to seek therapy. 
in my opinion therapy will help you understand why you're behaving the way you are if there's some trauma there then you can start the healing process and generally just be better whether as a perpetrator or a victim boundaries are also good something i think you can learn about in therapy boundaries help us show others how we would like to be treated so that would be another step and lastly for those to whom this applies leave Abuse is not normal. It's not okay even if you have been raised in an abusive environment. It's not acceptable anywhere. At work, in your business, church, school, in your friendships or any other relationships. So class, did you learn anything today? <laughs> did you see any of your own behaviors that are abusive? Maybe you didn't know. And now you do. Do better. If you're in an abusive relationship of any kind, please get help today. This week, I am loving an app called Notion. If you haven't heard of Notion, um, it's an all-inclusive productivity app where you can do your to-do lists, do your note-taking, create pages, wikis. You can incorporate pictures and audio files. And you can also link to other apps. So um, I've been using Wanderlist for the longest time before it was bought by Microsoft who turned it into Microsoft to do uh, Microsoft to do is okay um, but notion just takes productivity to another level um, it has a bit of a learning curve but once you get the hang of it um, it's amazing I've been using it for a few weeks actually and definitely recommend it if you're currently using notion please let me know what you think um, please reach out to me on Instagram on, or Facebook, um, Coco Butter Junkie. That's um, my handle. Also, guys, please let me know what productivity or note taking or um, list apps, to do list apps that you're using um, that you think I should try out. Um, also, Chimamanda just released um, new work. Um, it's a short story called Zikora. It's like a one hour read, um, 35 pages. And of course, it's amazing, <laughs> like all of her work. Um, the story is about this 39-year-old woman who has been abandoned by her boyfriend after falling pregnant. And now she's in the hospital, she's in labor, and she's about to give birth. And it's only her demanding and judgmental mother who turns up for her. So now she's basically just reflecting on her life and how everything has led to this moment. So check out the Cora. It's available on Kindle.
by the way guys uh, the podcast is now also available on amazon podcasts and audible so there's more ways for you to continue enjoying the podcast um i would also love your feedback so please could you give um the podcast a review on uh, our facebook page it's kokobata junkie and um thank you So that's the episode guys. Thank you for listening. See you on the next one and please do better this week. Bye.